What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Monday, December 12th. I'm Juanita Tolliver. And I'm Travel Anderson. And this is What A Day, reminding everyone to take three deep breaths in between listening to the new SZA album and texting your ex. Put the phone down. You do not need to communicate with your ex. You broke up for a reason, remember. Listen, he's just lucky I am no longer busting windows out of cars, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On today's show, Richmond, Virginia is set to remove its last Confederate monument. Plus, the historic Artemis moon mission ended with a splashdown in the Pacific Ocean. Y'all, that video was pretty cool to watch, so check it out if you haven't yet. But first, the clock is ticking on yet another potential government shutdown if Congress doesn't get its act together. They officially have until Friday, December 16th, to either reach an agreement on a spending package that will fund the government through the next fiscal year, which runs through September 2023, or to pass a short-term continuing resolution to fund the government for another three to seven days while they sort out the details. Juanita, every single year, we find ourselves back here. Come on. Where the government is about to shut down. What is going on? It feels like a replay. And that's right, because this is not something anyone wants to deal with right before taking off for the holiday season, but this is what they do every single time. And similar to past years, there's a big chance that the holidays will be delayed for members of Congress because they have to stay in town to get this done. The primary holdup here is that Republicans are saying Democrats want to spend too much money, and that's even before they've seen Senator Patrick Leigh he's proposed spending bill, which will be dropping later today. Essentially, the GOP thinks that after investments to combat COVID and provide Americans with free testing and vaccines, as well as lowering prescription drug costs and investing in climate change measures, Democrats have spent too much money. Meanwhile, Democrats are eyeballing Republicans after their hefty investments in military spending. So now we're approaching a staring contest that could leave us all with a government shutdown. You know, I think they just like looking in each other's eyes. I think that's what brings us here. Oh, you think it's romantic? I, oh. You know, Liz, it's gotta be. That's the only <laughs> logical explanation, Juanita. <laughs> okay, so exactly how far apart are Democrats and Republicans when it comes to that top line number for government spending? Well, the current projection is that they're about $26 billion apart. And again, that's before Senator Leahy's proposed spending bill even comes out. So I can only imagine that number potentially going up. And part of that separation comes from the fact that Democrats have been clear that they want to spend as much money domestically and on social programs as the nation spends on defense and the military. Remember, just last week, the House approved the proposal for defense funding for 2023 that hit 
$858 billion. That's even $40 billion more than President Biden asked for in his initial proposal. But now, when it comes to spending on domestic issues, especially as we're in the beginning of a seasonal COVID spike that hospitals are not prepared for, and we're still facing the impacts of inflation, now Republicans don't want to drop the coins. They're going with their standard posture of, let people suffer. And we all know that's not a solution. That's just straight up cruelty. Absolutely. And they continue to do it over and over. Right. So what happens if this isn't resolved before the end of the year? Well, that leads us to a pretty dark place because a lot of members in Congress want to get this done before Republicans are set to take over the House in January. And I'm intentional in that wording because Democrats aren't the only ones who want this done. Some Senate Republicans don't want to wait for a GOP-led House either. According to Politico, an unnamed senior Republican senator said, quote, nobody wants to hand Kevin McCarthy a grenade with the pen already pulled and say, "Okay, here's your start. And McCarthy clearly wants his hands on this, though, bragging, quote, wait until we're in charge. That's something he's been saying during recent interviews. So we can Mm. all decipher that threat. And there's also another add on that Democrats and Republicans both want included in the spending package. That's legislation for the Electoral Count Act, which would make it harder for losing presidential candidates to claim victory. Hmm. Wonder why we need that. (laughs) Now, this bill passed through committee in the Senate with bipartisan support in September. And the spending bill would be the last piece of legislation for this congressional session. So it's essentially the last shot for this election law, too. All right governmental folks get it together please and thank you (laughs) do your jobs thank you so much thank you for that Juanita that was national politics so now let's go a little local to my stumping grounds here in Los Angeles where on Sunday Karen Bass was officially sworn in as mayor her oath of office was given by Vice President Kamala Harris and that I will faithfully discharge the duties and I will faithfully discharge the duties of the office of mayor. Of the office of mayor. According to my best ability. According to my best ability. Madam Mayor. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you can hear Kamala's laugh. Mm -hmm. I requested that (laughs) on purpose um, to be left in the clip. But Karen Bass is now the first woman to serve as mayor of the nation's second largest city. She's also only the second black person to lead L.A. as well. Of course, we love to see it. No Rick Caruso to be seen. This is good for us, okay? Period. Now, we've already covered on the show the fact that Karen Bass has a fairly steep to-do list to tackle. And homelessness is probably the biggest issue at the top of that list. We have a large unhoused population on top of not having enough housing that is affordable. But then, you know, some of us can't really call the cops when we feel unsafe because they got white supremacist gangs all up in the sheriff's department and the LAPD is a racist institution. That part. And so, you know... Policing is another major issue that Mayor Bass will have to address. Now, I could go on with four or five other issues that she's going to have to tackle on this list of tasks because it's kind of long. But then, you know, I would have to have you here, Juanita, all day. And I don't think anybody wants that. I mean, I think a lot of people do, actually. But (laughs) I just can't get over the fact that you have the first vice president who is a woman and a black woman, no less, swearing in the first woman 
woman mayor of LA. This is a huge, huge historic moment. So I'm basking in the glow of that instead. Okay, Travel. But absolutely. On your point about these housing issues, I hear that Mayor Bass is already taking some action on her first day. Absolutely. That's what the streets are saying, largely because Mayor Bass has already said herself that she'll declare a state of emergency regarding houselessness this morning. We don't know exactly what the emergency order will say, but folks involved in the planning say the goal is for the mayor to centralize some of the power and authority needed to decisively act on the homelessness crisis. It also will allow her to redirect some resources and staff where she sees fit in service of her plan. So if and when that happens, it's all a good thing. We like the sound of it. But... There's another item she's faced with dealing with, which is the real reason I'm doing this story today. And that is, pardon my French here, Juanita, the shit show that is the L.A. City Council. Okay? Oh, goodness. And if you thought it was bad before, girl, they are out here fighting. Okay? (laughs) Not coming to fisticuffs, fighting. Listen. In front of kids, no less. (laughs) This is wild. Okay, before we get to the tea, catch us up. Give us the context. Yes. So, boom. All right. Back in October, audio from a behind-closed-doors meeting with some local Latinx leaders on the city council was leaked. In this meeting, which had happened like a year earlier, these leaders said some racist, anti-Black things. For example, the former city council president herself referred to another council member's Black son using the word monkey. Uh -uh. Mm Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Now, the community heard this audio and have, rightfully so, been calling out the folks implicated in it. One council member heard on the tape stepped down and resigned. Another member's term ran out with this past election. And then you have Councilman Kevin DeLeon, who was also caught on that audio, but he has refused to resign and has been trying to keep a low profile, not even attending city council meetings for the last two months, Okay. That's all the background information there, Juanita, because this past Friday, he did show up to the council meeting, ready to work like nothing happened, okay? He apparently tipped into the meeting unexpectedly, which prompted some of his fellow council members to walk out. The protesters in attendance weren't happy either. The meeting ended up going to recess. And by the way, one of those people who walked out was the father of the child they called a monkey. Can you imagine going to work and the colleague who disrespected you and your black baby is sitting there like, oh, Mm -hmm. it's been 60 days. You forgot. You probably mm-hmm. forgot, right? No, we're not forgetting nothing. These protesters clearly aren't forgetting anything. And these other council members didn't forget anything. So something tells me this story is nowhere near close to over. Oh, it definitely is not. And particularly on this same day of that council meeting that Kevin DeLeon showed up to, he ends up not returning to the council meeting after the recess. But hours later... He's at a public holiday event, a little toy giveaway moment for the community, okay? And there, he was confronted by a group of activists who, as they have been doing for the last couple months, are demanding he resign. Now, there is video of what happens next, posted on Twitter by a grassroots collective called J-Town Action and Solidarity. I'm going to play it first and then tell y'all what went down Afterwards, take a listen, Juanita. Resign, Kevin. Resign, Kevin. Kevin. No, 
Why did that sound like a wrestling match? Listen. Why does this sound like some WWE? What did we just hear? You just heard a physical altercation between Councilman Kevin DeLeon and an organizer by the name of Jason Reedy. Oh my now, I'm going to let y'all watch the video yourself and decide who touched whom first, okay? But at the end of that video, the councilman grabs Mr. Reedy, throws him into a table... And they start tussling like they in the schoolyard, okay, Juanita? In front of the kids. Listen, it's a lot going on, all right? Both DeLeon and Mr. Reedy say the other person was the aggressor. I'm just going to say my eyes watching that video says that somebody is lying. And I see you put on your good glasses today, so we got 2020 vision over here. Listen, okay, somebody is lying, but, you know, the LAPD is investigating it. I'm sure they'll be looking at the same video that I am looking at. But nonetheless, right, it's just not a good look to be a council member literally fighting, throwing bows with people you're already in some stuff with over this horrible racist audio that you were implicated in. But this is what our dear mayor, Karen Bass, is coming into on her first day, Juanita. I'm just going to say nobody better ever step to Mayor Bass in this way. Ever. Oh, they know better. They know better. But also, hopefully, her behavior won't drive protesters, right, to feel like they need to show up in this type of way, right? Plain and simple. Okay. Plain and simple. So when I say Karen Bass has a lot to deal with, I definitely mean it, okay? She doesn't have authority to remove someone from the city council, and there is already an effort underway to recall De Leon since he won't leave willingly. But Karen Bass did call for his resignation during her campaign. And now that she's the big boss, you know, we'll have to see how all of this foolishness with the council impacts her and some of the things that she's trying to get done. With that, you have the latest for now. We'll obviously keep following this story and its various implications. And we will be back after some ads. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, Books promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants 
are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. Now let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. The Justice Department announced Sunday that a Libyan intelligence agent suspected of making the explosive used in the 1988 Lockerbie bombing is now in U.S. custody. The attack brought down Pan Am Flight 103, which was heading to New York from London as it flew over the Scottish town of Lockerbie. All 259 people on board were killed, including 190 Americans, and wreckage from the plane killed another 11 people on the ground. Only one other person has been convicted in what was the worst terror attack against American citizens before 9-11, and yesterday's announcement comes two years after the U.S. formally charged the suspect for his involvement. The sports world is mourning the death of American soccer journalist Grant Wall, who died suddenly over the weekend while covering the World Cup in Qatar. Wall was rushed to the hospital on Friday, where he reportedly collapsed during the quarterfinal match between Argentina and the Netherlands. Wall celebrated his 49th birthday just days before he collapsed. And while Qatari officials have not yet given the cause of death, Wall said on his podcast that he sought medical attention for what he thought was a case of bronchitis and that he was starting to feel better after taking some standard medication. Wall also made headlines earlier in the tournament when he was briefly detained for wearing a rainbow shirt in support of LGBTQ plus rights. Homosexuality is illegal in Qatar. The World Cup organizing committee said on Saturday that it's working with the U.S. Embassy in Qatar to return his body to his loved ones. And Travell, let's just be real. His loved ones have questions. If Mm -hmm. you've seen on social media, his brother has posted about the urgency with which his family wants to not only receive his body, but all of his belongings to get an understanding of what happened to him. Mm -hmm. Because they've got real questions, and I do too. Absolutely. Same. And elsewhere in the World Cup, a historic achievement by Morocco's national team, it became the first African and the first Arab country to reach the semifinals. After beating Portugal 1-0, fans of the Atlas Lions, as the team is known, celebrated their victory around the world this weekend, and they'll be up against France in the Final Four on Wednesday. 
NASA's Artemis 1 mission is now complete. Its Orion space capsule safely splashed back down to Earth yesterday after it completed its 1.4 million mile trip around the moon. And while flight engineers described the splashdown as a textbook landing, the steps leading up to it were anything but. That's because the ambitious test flight was originally scheduled to launch back in August, but after months of delays, the little space mission that could finally took (laughs) off about three weeks ago. It's meant to pave the way for NASA to send American astronauts to the moon and back for the first time in more than 50 years. The space agency hopes to use those future lunar missions as a template to someday send humans to Mars. Are you trying to go to Mars, Travel? You know, I <laughs> am good right here. I, you know, I think I'm good, Juanita. <laughs> Any answer that starts with you know is a no. <laughs> America's population of bronze racists continues to decline because the process to remove Richmond, Virginia's last city-owned Confederate monument kicks off today. After multiple legal battles, a circuit court judge blocked a request to delay the statue's removal last week. This ongoing process of bringing down or relocating Confederate monuments began over two years ago. But this specific monument of Confederate General A.P. Hill is a little trickier for two reasons. First, it's located in the middle of a busy city intersection. And second, the general's remains were buried underneath the monument in 1891. It is yet to be decided where the general's remains will go after the monument has been moved, but that really ain't our problem. Listen, and I'm sure that Mr. A.P. Hill has a descendant somewhere right. who would like to have their great-great-great-grandpappy's ashes on their mantle. That uh, you could find somewhere else for his stuff. I think it'd be fine. Also in Monuments to America's Shameful Past, you may remember last week a House lawmaker was brought to tears by the thought of people she'll never meet being able to file their taxes together. Here's Missouri Republican Vicki Hartzler speaking last Thursday to oppose the Respect for Marriage Act, which later passed in the House and will mandate the federal recognition of same-sex marriages. I hope and pray that my colleagues will find the courage to join me in opposing <laughs> this misguided oh, girl. and this dangerous bill. I yield back. It's the crescendo for me, though. Listen, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, after this moving display of homophobia, Hartzler's 24-year-old nephew, who is gay, went on TikTok to post a response. Here is the recommended way to react when your dad's brother's wife is using her faith in God to justify trying to take away your rights and the rights of countless other people. It's more like you want the power to force your religious beliefs onto everyone else. And because you don't have that power, you feel like you're being silenced. But you're not. You're just going to have to learn to coexist with all of us. And I'm sure it's not that hard. It's not. It's not hard. Mind your business, right? Like, that's his message to Aunt (laughs) Vicky. And keep your tears, Aunt Vicky. I don't care about your tears at all. And what I think is so good about her nephew's response is that he's like, I came out to her just earlier this year, and she's still this homophobic person Mm. in Congress speaking out of mic. Honey, Mm. you ain't silenced, but I don't want to hear your tears. Listen, well, you know, white women historically have weaponized their tears time and time again. This time it won't work, okay, Miss Vicky? Keep it on, Vicky. Right, keep it, girl. And those are the headlines. 
One more thing before we go, if you've ever dealt with a hard-charging boss who texts you after hours or side-eyed that one coworker who always talks over you, you are not alone. On Crooked's work-appropriate podcast, author and host Anne Helen Peterson sets out to find real solutions to your questions about the wild world of work, from microaggressions to managerial mayhem and everything in between. New episodes drop every Wednesday. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts. That's all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, melt a Confederate statue, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just the part of the Bible that says, love thy neighbor to Vicki Hartzler like me, <laughs> What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Juanita Tolliver. I'm Trayvell Anderson. And, and welcome, welcome home, Artemis One. One. Like, I'm really not trying to go to Mars. Like, ever. <laughs> I don't know. You were very celebratory right there, Juanita. I don't know. Well, let's be real. Black people have been guinea pigs too often. I, I ain't trying to go. Put us at the back of the line, honey. For once, where we want to be. That's dark. Okay. For once, yes. What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lentz, Jazzy Marine, and Raven Yamamoto, our associate producers. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producer is Lita Martinez. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made in Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made in. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made in Cookware. Vacations are always good. Sometimes they're even great. And Celebrity Cruises is about to ruin all of that. Because once you explore with us, you'll never want a vacation any other way. And with new Quick Caribbean Escapes, you'll never want a weekend any other way either. Celebrity Cruises. Nothing comes close. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Ships Registry, Malta and Ecuador.